This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Friday, and I'm here with Anna Navarro. This is Behind the Table. All right, it is Friday. Thank God it's Friday, and we are here with Anna Navarro. Thank God for Anna Navarro. How are you today? I'm feeling good. Oh, good. I uh, I want to start with talking about yesterday's show a little bit because uh, this was just a very you, you know you have this pop culture blind spot that we've talked about a lot. Things that people who follow popular culture here um, know by like the back of their hand is news to you. Usually that's a problem for me, but yesterday it was very entertaining because we had Taylor Lautner here, and. Um, he was talking in the interview about his relationship with Taylor Swift and the fact that he and his wife are now friends with Taylor and we're in her video. And like anybody who follows that world at all knows about this. This is like a big deal, this relationship. And you casually just sitting on the commercial break afterwards. So tell, tell me about you and Taylor Swift. When did, when did that happen? What goes on? And he like opened up to you in a way that like if, if there was a gossip rag there, they'd be like rolling tape on it and very excited. He's like, oh, you know, we dated 10 years ago. She dumped me. And I, I mean, it was I was like, I can't believe she's asking, but I can't I can't look away. It was fantastic. Well, so. There are literally songs written about this. I had no idea about that either. Then yeah. I asked him about that. I said, oh, my gosh. So she's uh, I said, because one of the staff said to me, you know, she he she wrote a, a book, a song called Something to, Dece- December. to December. Yeah. Some, OK, something December mm-hmm. about how she regretted it and how much she still loved him. I have stuff. no idea. Yeah. And I and then I asked, I said, oh, she wrote songs about you. And he said several. Yeah, there are. But a couple. then I asked the wife, too, who's also named Taylor. Mm-hmm. So everybody, I guess the, the only word you can in that household is Taylor. Yes. I had no idea. What I was fascinated by was the idea that his ex, Taylor Swift, Mm -hmm. would call him now that he's married to this other Taylor and ask him to be part of her new video. Yes. Okay. So I don't know about you, Mm -hmm. but if my ex called my house asking me to do something for him, my husband, but of course my, my husband's Cuban and territorial and jealous and old school, my husband would have a fit. How about Heather? How would she react? You know, Heather, as as a point... Well, if it was Taylor Swift, she'd probably be... I think she'd be fine. Yeah, I think Heather Heather generally never uh, acknowledges or admits to jealousy of any form. I don't know if that's because she doesn't feel jealousy or she doesn't want to give me the satisfaction of knowing she's jealous. So um, I do have... I I have ex-girlfriends I'm friendly with. But they, we were friends for a long time before I met my wife. So it wasn't like something that, that you know, we broke up and now we're, we're reconnecting for the first time or anything like that. And Heather's fine with it. But she's much more comfortable in her skin than I am. I would not feel great about Heather reconnecting with old boyfriends. Uh, right. Especially if it was like, like, like well, what would be the equivalent of Taylor Swift in a male? Um, I guess like, uh, who would that be? John Mayer. Okay. Yeah. I'd like John Mayer to call me and ask me to be in his next video. Another one of Taylor Swift's So my Taylor husband is crazy, mm-hmm. uh, jealous for some crazy reason, and I laugh about it all the time, of Mark Anthony. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Al, you realize he's been married to J-Lo <laughs> and two Miss Universes. Right. Believe you me, I am not his type. Not to mention, you know, I'm like his age. That doesn't work. You it's know, flattering, could, though, that he thinks that, uh, you know, Mark Anthony might steal you away. I think that's a nice thing. You realize I yeah. could probably kill him with my thumbs. <laughs> 
I adore him. I adore him, adore him, adore him, and I adore his new wife. Yeah, that's also probably the thing with, with my wife. She's not really particularly worried about me being snatched up. So, um, all right. Well, listen, speaking of uh, old, old relationships and, and feuds that may or may not exist, um, you and I apparently are having a bitter blood feud based on several headlines I've read this week. I'm again. enjoying this so thoroughly. I can't even tell you. What are we going to fight about this week? I, I can't wait to find out. But it, it's it's so ridiculous. And, I mean, well, we're way yeah. we're like at least three minutes into the show and I haven't insulted you yet. Well, give it time. Give it time. <laughs> um, I'm looking here. Let's see. So it's uh, angry at Anna is one headline. Anna Navarro. Oh, because you said I had no heart. Yes, I did say that. I did say that. Um that was, I took it as a compliment. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Um, and then uh, and, and you were fine with it, of course. I mean, it's funny because people always say to me, um, you know, when, when the hosts disagree on the show, like, that's all scripted, right? That's all fake. And I'm like, no, it's not fake. My life would be so much easier if the show was scripted. No, the, the whatever happens on the show is real. But us messing around and making jokes about each other, that's... I am yeah. irritated at you today, though. Oh, jeez. Okay, here we go. What do you got? The Golden Bachelor again. The Golden I mean, Bachelor why again. Why must we talk about because this? America cares about out. it. America cares about it. They care about your annoyance about it. They care about. Uh, even Whoopi was slightly engaged on it today. It, it was uh, it, my favorite moment of the meeting. We have a meeting in the morning, the Hot Topics meeting, where we go through what the show's going to be, and both you and Whoopi groaned at the idea of the Golden Bachelor. And then one of the producers pitched something that engaged Whoopi slightly, and I saw your face start to turn white and you're like oh no they hooked Whoopi. i think they did it on purpose they, they, know, they basically purpose. know how to manipulate us so that if they make it about us then the subject is all of a sudden interesting but i knew what they were doing i saw it and i was like whoop don't don't let yourself get get wrapped up in this mm -hmm. and then then Whoopi started talking about her love of the britney book and your whole day was ruined that was it exactly yeah the whole day was ruined but i am looking forward to listening to the barbara book yeah. Barbara Streisand, Barbara Streisand which, sure. which she, you know, I've never listened to a book. I only read books mm -hmm. and I'm going to start listening to my first listen. I'm going to lose my audible virginity with the Barbara Streisand book because I, I mean, I could listen to her read the phone book. Yeah. When it's a, it when it's a celebrity memoir and it's a voice, you know, uh, it's pretty great that way. Um, all right. So you referenced the Halloween show and a minute ago this it was it aired this week I think you're our first post Halloween uh host here you were the sisters from Encanto you were Mirabelle and Isabella um I saw some comments on social media praising you for representing the Latino culture I know that's very important to you but equally as important was your costume change to Isabella let's talk about that why was that so important well because I wanted to be Isabella mm -hmm. right I wanted to be I wanted to be the pretty, perfect sister where flowers just appear at her every time she takes a step. But apparently she's like a happy sister, and you said that wasn't a good fit. Well, there's a couple things here. First of all, I think you're missing the point of the movie. I know you love the movie, but the, the point of the movie was that the perfect sister wasn't actually happy and wasn't actually perfect and all that sort of stuff. And Mirabelle, who is not who you wanted to portray. I mean, you're kind of missing the point of every Disney movie when you want to be the perfect, beautiful one instead. But that being said... I can't tell you how much I love Encanto. Uh, I do too. I've watched it several times. I love the songs. I love seeing children react to Encanto. It's great. Yesterday, in fact, I saw Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's uh, who wrote the, the music, who's you know in the, one of the producers of Encanto and all great things, uh, that everything he touches is wonderful. But yeah. anyways... Lynn was telling me about going to Colombia. In fact, the only country he's been to in Latin America, which I was uh, amazed at, is Colombia. Because he went down there and spent a ton of time 
researching Colombia for Encanto and the music and it was it was wonderful. I so I told him he thought by the way we got the Lin Manuel seal of approval for our Encanto portrayals, oh, the great. Madrigal sisters. So I told him that for the sequel when he is casting the Madrigal sisters in menopause, I'm so here for it. Did you ask him which uh, sister you better identified? He said, I nailed both of them. Okay, fine. Very well. Well, I think he would have agreed that it was important to have Mirabelle there, but that that's just me. Um, all right. You had you, you referenced this now, but you had another busy week. Every time you're here, we hear about the wonderful nights of uh, Anna Navarro and the places you see and the people you see. Um, did the police shut down another party this week or w- w- what was going on? Listen, I can't even talk about this party and the police shutting it down anymore. One, my husband's mad that people know that the police came to the house <laughs> to shut us down. Two, we're getting calls from all sorts of people. Some who I I haven't seen in years who are mad because they didn't get invited to the party. Yeah. I I mean, I have never called somebody and said, why didn't you invite me to your party? Have you done that? No, never. I don't usually want to go anywhere, but yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm so happy. When I'm not invited, I'm just (laughs) so happy. (laughs) But uh, yeah, he's gotten several calls. Um, and, and I think it's, I think it's crazy. Funny enough, nobody calls me because they know yeah. I will send them straight to hell. Of course. <laughs> but they call him cause you know, he actually feels guilty yeah. and has like, right. a, you know, and, why a did, and they can blame you. Why didn't Anna invite us? It's good. Yeah. Well, that's what I tell him. Yeah. I say, you know, just blame me. I mean, honestly, he has nothing to do with <laughs> any of it. Right. He literally, if, if I throw a party at the house, he just shows up. Right. He doesn't have anything to do with food, with the guest list, with nothing, nothing, nothing. The videos from this party look pretty fun. And you had, you know, big time stars there performing. I mean, I kind of get why people would want to attend. But the um, so, yeah, yeah, but I, you know, it's like there's people who called wanting to be invited who's like who I I wouldn't recognize if I saw in a restaurant who's like I I said to Al, I have a uh, uh, I have a like a, a rule. If I don't know your spouse's name, mm-hmm. or even if you're married, then we're not friends. Yeah, I think that's right. And you shouldn't expect me to invite you to anything. Sure. But on Saturday, it was a huge treat for me. because um, So Saturday was the actual Carlos Vivas concert in Miami. Mm-hmm. It was sold out. It was at the, I don't even know what these this place is called anymore. It used to be called the American Airlines Arena. Then it became the FTX. But that guy yeah. just got... <laughs> convicted of all sorts of fraud. So it's now called something else, and I don't know what it's called. But anyways, Carlos Vivas sold it out. But I get there, and there's this guy uh, who works there and starts telling me that there's a huge surprise that's going to happen during the concert and that I need to be paying attention and not to go to the bathroom during this time. And I said, well, um, tell me. Don't tease me. So he said, no, I can't, can't tell you. I really can't tell you. I'll lose my job. And I said, oh, come on. So he's like, I said, I'll guess. So I start going through uh, Latin artists. Anyways, it turns out Shakira, Shakira, Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. Came out. Uh, They have a song together called La Bicicleta. It was the first time that it was performed live. Carlos Vives was completely caught by surprise in complete shock. That's awesome. She said there that she hadn't rehearsed. uh, She hadn't done anything. and And her hips don't lie. Listen, her hips... That woman can dance, can sing, can do no wrong. I still don't understand how that stupid football player cheated on her. I mean, who <laughs> cheats on Shakira? I do not know. I do not know. Well, all right. That's that's terrific. That's awesome. Please get Shakira here on the show next time you can. Tomorrow I'm going to go see Maluma. In oh, wow. All right. There you go. I'll take Maluma. 
I will too. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> He's every every picture of him lately on Instagram is him kissing his girlfriend's belly because she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm not pregnant, but my belly looks pregnant. You can <laughs> come kiss mine. All right, well, get a picture of him kissing your belly this weekend, <laughs> then we'll, we'll show it on Monday. Listen, there is no amount of money you could pay me to show my belly. <laughs> Would no. you show your belly? No. 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 Like, uh, for any money? Um. Well, some money, maybe. Would yeah. you do Naked and Afraid for any amount of money? I mean, $20 million? Probably. No, it'd have to be more. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be like I'm pretty cheap. Like I money that I could just yeah. buy an island where I can go live and not see anybody because I'm so embarrassed. People have seen me naked now. Yeah, I guess you got a point there. All right, maybe not twenty million. We'll we'll talk about it afterwards. I'll I'll post my price on Twitter. Um, all right. So, and would you rather be naked and afraid in a jungle like they do it, or mm-hmm. like? Because I think I would be more naked and I would be more afraid if I was like left naked in the streets of Paris. Let's say. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. right. Yeah. Like if you're in the jungle. With no people, it's a little better, probably. <laughs> you know, although, like, uh, you know, insects and, and yeah, snakes yeah, and, yeah, 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 I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, all right. No, I'm out on the 20 million. You're right. <laughs> I, I've, I've thought this through now. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This is according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com view. Just go to Indeed.com view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Woodward and Bernstein. Pen and paper. Wine and cheese. What about the perfect pairing when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're delivering daily digests or serving sensational scoops, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. 
Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash view, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash view now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash view. Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' group text podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit. Um, all right, let, let's move on to other hot topics. Uh, we talked about Ivanka Trump today uh, attempting to delay her testimony in her father's civil trial, um, civil fraud trial. But on another topic, she was at Kim Kardashian's birthday party over the weekend in L.A. and seen with other celebrities. Do you think it's possible for her to rehab her social circle? I think I, I think a lot of the celebrities uh, won't care. Uh, mm-hmm. Except for like the Latinos, I I actually you know said to some of my Latina friends, you know, listen, none of you better be caught dead uh, posting on Instagram about uh, Ivanka or, or or in pictures because we will take away your Latino card. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not getting over the fact that her father put children in cages at the border anytime um, soon. Look, I think she's trying to reinvent herself. She's uh, gone to Miami. I don't you know I don't think there's room for the Trumps. Certainly not Donald or Ivanka in the way they led their lives before in New York City. Right. They're not going to be at the Met Gala. They're not going to be celebrities and and embraced and uh, the way they were before. They would be controversial in New York where the demographics are what they are in Miami, uh, in South Florida. She has seemed to found uh, to have found a niche um, and um, and and. It's, uh, you know, I think she's trying to reinvent herself very. It's been very noticeable that she's been nowhere near her father in mm-hmm. all of these cases where he's come. The Her brothers, I think Eric has been with him uh, when he's turned himself in and gotten booked and gotten arrested and mug shots and all that. Girlfriend has made herself scarce. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's probably a smart move if she's trying to. You know, though, I'd like to think, uh, I mean, I'm a little pissed with my dad right now, but it's about something completely different. But I'd like to think that there is nothing that my father would do uh, that I wouldn't be there if he was like, I'd like to think if my father was getting arrested and booked, Mm -hmm. I'd show up and walk in with him, particularly if I have benefited from his last name and his money and his presidency the way she did. So she's good there for the good parts, but not for the bad parts. Yeah, no, I, I, I would like to think I would do the same, but my father wasn't Donald Trump, so it's try, it's tough. 
Um, all right. Well, well, her father was Donald Trump when she was in the White House. Her father was doing horrible things when she was in the White House for four years, and, and she, she seemed to have too. no issue with it. Yeah. So now she's grown a conscience. I didn't know that the maybe it's like a lizard's tail. <laughs> they regrow. They regenerate. Well, what was your take on Hunter Biden now? Because he wrote an op-ed in USA Today. We didn't get a chance to do this on the show today, um, but it was all about the political weaponization of his addictions. What did you think of that? You know, this strikes close to home for me. Um, we, we've we had um, drug addiction challenges in our family. Um, somebody, one of our, you know, somebody very close uh, died of um, drug addiction kind of consequences. Um, and I... I can't tell you how much I feel for Joe Biden on this because I I don't know if you've known any parents with children with drug addiction, but it's like every single day they're worried that the phone will ring and and the kid will be in jail or the yeah. kid will be dead or the kid will be in the hospital or something horrible will happen. And every time they get out of uh, drug addiction, you're just afraid that any moment they're going to go back in it. And I think I frankly think that's what Republicans are trying to do. I think they're trying to get Hunter Biden to snap and go back into addiction, oh, which would just I, th- I think that would destroy Joe Biden. Of course. Um, and um, and so I do think it's a weaponization of a family struggle. I don't know it, how it'll play in America. Um, I remember being in New Hampshire doing doing a lot of town halls with Jeb Bush when he was running. And you'll remember Jeb Bush, this was very public. I'm not saying mm-hmm. something that hasn't been covered and talked about at length. Uh, Jeb Bush's daughter had um, drug addiction issues and was arrested when, she, when right. he was a, a governor. There wasn't a town hall that we went to in, in New Hampshire where somebody wouldn't get up and talk about, my daughter just died of an overdose. My yeah. grandson just died of an overdose. My nephew's in the hospital from an overdose. And and so I think so much of America has been touched by this and has is struggling with this. So many families that I don't think being mean about it and weaponizing it that way against a father. I don't know if it's not going to have a, a backlash. I, I can't imagine there are a ton of people that were fans of Joe Biden, that its opinions have been changed because of the struggles of his son. It, it seems odd. I think it probably is just preaching to the people that were never going to support that yeah. family in that party anyway. Um, and it is uh, kind of horrible. All right. Well, changing gears here. We had Kaylee Spaney on the show today, and she was delightful. She's promoting the film Priscilla, which is about Priscilla Presley. Um, Joy said on the podcast a few days ago that Elvis scared her as a young girl because he was too overtly sexual. And she found his dance moves intimidating. Did he have any kind of influence on you uh, uh, growing up? Uh, as... Well, I think he was dead by the time sure. I was well, watching. No, he, yeah, yeah When did he die? In the late 70s. So, yeah. He, uh, okay. So I yeah. was like... I was like mm-hmm. eight years old. Sure, or something. but I wasn't even was in still, America. You know, I had never heard of Elvis Presley in Nicaragua. I came here when I was eight really? years old. No, I, I mean, I, I mean, I was like, no, I was in the middle of a war. We weren't playing Elvis Presley. No, yeah. um, I don't remember being aware of Elvis Presley until probably well into my teenage years or in my twenties, mm-hmm. and I am obsessed with him. I How love. Are you? There is not a documentary, a movie, uh, anything about Elvis Presley that I don't watch. I find him fascinating, his life when he went to the army, his relationship with the colonel, Mm -hmm. his relationship with his mother. I mean, he was a mama's boy. I think I have a cookbook about things that Elvis Presley ate, which is why I asked uh, Kaylee today, 
if she'd ever had a peanut butter and banana, banana sandwich. sandwich. Sure. Because have you ever had one? I never have, but I know the Brian. They yeah. are they are so good. They are. I mean, you have to make them right. The the the, the bread's right got to be toasted yeah. and it's got to be butter in the bottom. I mean, and if you put th- these are, it is the best hangover. Like like. <laughs> Like when you get Hangover home yeah. drunk uh, in the middle of the night and you need to eat something and there's nothing there. If you got two slices of bread, a banana and some peanut butter, you're golden. All golden. Right. I'm making a note for this weekend. There we go. What are you doing this weekend that you're going to be hungover? Well, I, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's fascinating. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a fan and interested in the history of it, too. But the fact that you didn't have any reference for him and then fell in love uh, later in life is interesting. I love him. I love when they put his um, his old concerts, you know? I've seen a lot of them, and yeah. And the, the ones with the... I, 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 I like the one in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Oh, the entire thing when he started wearing those 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 jumpsuits that were mm-hmm. the bell-bottom jumpsuits, I think they are the best thing ever. No, that's great. Cool. In fact, I like that Elvis. I, I kind of really like uh, fat, bloated, drug-addicted <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> The best with the big sunglasses. Sure, Vegas and when he yeah. went to um, the White House, mm-hmm. I mean, the entire thing of Elvis having like a police badge. <laughs> I'm, I'm fascinated by him. Fascinated. You you see, I don't have a pop culture blind spot. It's just that my pop culture stopped like in 1982. Before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. All right. Well, listen, uh, thank you as always. I can't wait to hear what your weekend Have uh, we got into a fight today? Because I feel like we're not giving people a, a reason to write headlines about how about our feud. Uh, I this think, has got to be an ongoing feud. I think the Golden Bachelor thing might be enough. All right. Um, we will uh, see what next week brings, I'm sure. Uh, it's not bad for us to go into the weekend in a good place, and then we can rip it all apart next week. All right. Fine. All right. We'll try that. All right. Thank you, everyone. Um, listen, if uh, you liked what you heard this week, please visit our show page in the podcast app. You can follow us. You can get alerts for new episodes. You can rate us, and you can write a, a review. There's a lot of reviews in Spanish, which I think are probably... Uh, dedicated to you. I, I don't know where you read these reviews. I'd like to read them. They're, go into the, this, is, this is how you do it. You oh, go to Jesus. our show Now page. that I said that I'm going to read the reviews, people are going to, the trolls are going to start. Uh, no, because you have to actually listen to the uh, whole interview before you leave her. The whole thing? You got to listen to a whole episode before you can leave and her review. And there's reviews in Spanish? There's some reviews in Spanish. Ay, mi gente, muchas gracias por estar escuchando. Digan cosas feas de Brian para que no se entere. Díganlo en español. Sí. <laughs> um, all right. So please do that. And uh, on Monday. If you remove that piece in Spanish, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this podcast again. Well, I have to listen to it now and find out what it was and whether or not it was insulting. I said for them to say bad things about you in Spanish. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> listen, the English and Spanish. No, like, you know, like you know, if you ever go into an elevator mm-hmm. and you see two Latinos and they're speaking in Spanish, if you think they're talking bad about you, you're probably right. Yeah. Um, all right. So. On uh, Oh, and also, if you have questions that you'd like to ask any, uh, like me to ask any of the hosts, you can check that out on the podcast page, too. Monday, I'll be back with Alyssa Farah Griffin, and uh, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening. Behind the Table is executive produced by Brian Tedda. Supervising producers are Nathan Getty and Summer Shake, with production assistant Emily Darcy. The vice president of ABC Audio is Liz Alessi, and the executive producer of podcast programming is Laura Mayer. Special thanks to Lori Hogan, Susie Liu, Meg Fierro, Enza Dolcenini, Josh Cohan, Ariel Chester, Frankie Perez, Audrey Mostek, and Dana Schaefer. Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' Group Text Podcast. 
Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit.